We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Feel like Kobe in the fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. Thank you for not listening to an NFL draft podcast this morning. You, yeah, you might have already done that, but the Timberwolves do kind of deserve it. They have won four games in a row. Tonight, they beat the Golden State Warriors 126 to 114. Yeah, that makes it four in a row. It's the only other teams in the league who are on four game winning streaks, and they're also on exactly four game winning streaks, are the Brooklyn Nets. And the Denver Nuggets. So the Wolves are on the longest active winning streak in the NBA. Now the pressure may not be there for the Wolves, being as these are you know quote unquote meaningless games. But it does it does feel like most of these wins, not all of them, but most of these wins tonight's included, feel like they are propelling this team towards something that might you know be able to carry over into next season. The Wolves are now thirteen and thirteen in the twenty six games. Since the All-Star break that Cat has played in. They're 8-4 and four in the 12 games that both Cat and D'Lo have played in. But but I think what's what's probably most encouraging, and, and we saw it tonight, is, is that the presence of Cat and D'Lo have, have not taken away from Anthony Edwards and his ability to impact the game. You know, I mean, Ant has played in all 26 of those games that Cat has played in. He's, he's part of the reason they're 13-13 and 13 there. 
Ant's played in all 12 of the games that both Cat and D'Lo have played in. He's part of the reason they're 8-4, too. And really tonight, you know, against Golden State, Edwards might have been the most impactful of the three. I mean, Townsend Russell combined to shoot 9 of 29 from the field tonight. So really, they they needed Edwards to win the game. And particularly in the fourth quarter, Ant, Ant gave them 18 points in the fourth. Again, it was it was another one of those games where Ant took over late. And that's it's kind of becoming his thing. I mean, Edwards' 18 points in the fourth came on 7 of 11 shooting. He was hot 3 of 6 from deep, 4 of 5 from 2. They didn't have an answer for him. I mean, he's really beginning to strongly hint at the possibility that he can become a player whose greatest impact is felt in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, no matter how you distill it out, like, if, that, if that's what comes out the other end, that, that's, a, that's a real star player characteristic. And, and I thought Chris Finch gave him credit for that tonight in his postgame, and I think this was just one of the, the cooler Chris Finch um, comments of the season. Chris, it seems like great players, like, in close games in the fourth quarter, they just have the mentality that they're going to take it. Uh, I know he's really early in his career, but do you see any of that from Ant and his mentality and what he likes to do and what he tries to do late in games? Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he has, he's fearless. You know, he, he has a swagger and a confidence and a belief that, uh, you know, that he's going to, he is a great player and is going to continue to be a great player. Um, and that's, you know, and that's through all the things that he doesn't yet even know. Uh, you can't teach that. You can't coach that. He's got grit, determination in a lot of ways. Um He's a self-made kid, and uh, and he's always been able to do it. It's his life story, so why shouldn't I carry over on the floor? I don't mean this to be a bag on Andrew Wiggins thing, but tonight, like, the, the happenstance of this sentiment kind of coming from a game that Wiggins played in, it's pretty. that's got to be a pretty refreshing feeling if you're a Timberwolves fan. I mean, we've done... We've done the whole relitigating the Wiggins for D'Lo trade here plenty of times. So that's not what I'm talking about. We, we still know it's going to suck if and when the Wolves lose their pick to Golden State this summer. But that isn't, you know, a specifically related to this, you know, game sentiment, right? Like, I, I guess what I mean is that the, the Wolves just felt very stuck with Andrew Wiggins when he was in a Timberwolves jersey here playing in Minnesota. And yes... You know his presence no longer being here is a, is a big part of that stuck feeling kind of starting to slowly be removed from this team. But I I think really the bigger piece of that going away is Edwards's presence. You know which is I, Anthony Edwards has nothing to do with that trade or Wiggins at all. I mean we we still don't know what what Edwards will be. We still don't know what the Edwards, Towns, and Russell pairing will be when the games start to really matter. There's certainly still questions there. A win over a Golden State team doesn't matter. I mean, numbers-wise, the Edwards, Towns, and Russell pairing is not good. They have, you know, since the All-Star break, they have a a net rating of minus 6.0 in the now kind of growing sample size of 148 minutes that they've all to share the floor because the defense remains awful, you know. So there's there's still all these question marks around. This isn't isn't 4th of July, but... It, it is starting to feel different. It's starting to not feel stuck. You know, for the first time in a long time, it feels like the Wolves are actually, again, building something that might carry over, you know, beyond one season. And and Anthony Edwards is just straight up a big part of that. I, I think the narrative that, that Kyle and I brought this up on the podcast uh, like about a week ago, you know, the narrative 
is this idea that the momentum that the Wolves are putting together here with this hot stretch at the end of the season could be similar to the momentum that the Phoenix Suns put together in the bubble last year. Not saying the Wolves are going to be a two-seed, but the momentum there. And Ricky Rubio was on that Suns team. So tonight, after the game, I asked him if this at all feels similar to what Rubio felt last year in the bubble. And I thought he had an interesting answer. And he also, like Finch did, you know, tied it all back to Ant. Ricky, you were in uh, Phoenix last year when, when you guys closed the season 8-0, and and obviously we've kind of seen that carry over for them in, into this season. Does this feel, this, this run that you guys are on recently, does this feel at all similar to that? Two different games, but uh, like just kind of like the the vibe of the you yeah. know the, the finishing strong at the end of the season. I mean, when you see the top of, of the team we can be, uh, yeah. But uh, like I said before, it doesn't mean that we're playing like that because we're not gonna make the playoffs. So pressure is off. Uh, we have to do it when the pressure is on. I think. With Phoenix, kind of, we did it with the pressure on because we couldn't make. I mean, we couldn't lose any of the game to make it happen. It still didn't didn't happen, but the pressure was kind of on in that moment. Uh, and it's a little different because I felt like last season it, it was like two seasons in one season, and I saw like great, especially Michael Bridges and and Cameron Johnson really take it like kind of like the second and third and fourth season, whoever it was with them. I think this this team is going to be as good, for real, as Ant wants to be. Uh, we, want Kat, we know what Cat can bring to the table. We know what Dilo can bring to the table. But Ant, he has to bring it every night. And that's the top spar of NBA if you want to be one of the best. Not just in that answer, but in another one of his answers, Rubio mentioned, because Rubio's fair, he doesn't, he doesn't you know, he doesn't unnecessarily celebrate ever. Rubio mentioned how this success is coming when the pressure is off, and that, you know, dilutes it a little bit. You know, which which kind of felt like an assertion that this is... It seemed like in Rubio's head, I mean, you just heard what he said. Like, the implication I took from that is that what's happening now for the Wolves feels like a step, a necessary step, but a step before the bubble step that the Suns took last year. And when I think about the comparison of the narratives of that Suns team and this team, I think that's probably fair. I, I, I kind of think the idea that what the Wolves are building right now is the preamble for them to eventually surprise the league. I, I wouldn't call this their big, you know, surprise. I wouldn't, I wouldn't equate this to 8-0 in the bubble at all. To me, it, it more feels like the Wolves' potential bubble run is yet to come. Like, maybe... Maybe it's the beginning of next season. Maybe that's what it'd be. Coming out, you know, the first 15 games of the year and going 10-5 and five or something. I think that would be the equivalent of the Bubble Suns. The Wolves are also, you know, different than the Suns. They're, they're very likely to have a very different offseason than the Suns had this summer. Obviously, the Suns traded Rubio away and they, they found a way to get Chris Paul. You know, that type of move, for a lot of reasons, is very unlikely you know, to happen for the Wolves. The Wolves could obviously retain their pick this summer and add to the roster in that way, or they could just be aggressive in the offseason and find ways to kind of round out this roster, but they're not they're not adding a Chris Paul this summer. You know, the, the Suns' core is Paul, 
Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. And then they have a great mix of surrounding pieces. The Wolves also have their core cat, D'Lo and Ant. And they're trying to figure out, you know, right now and this offseason, they're trying to figure out who their surrounding pieces are. So I would actually say, like, in ways, momentum is almost more important for the stage that the Wolves are at, given, you know, how they're still putting the pieces together with this roster. I, I would say capitalizing on the end-of-season momentum is almost, you know, more, yeah, just more important for them. The Wolves have to ride this and build on this. Because, yeah, the Suns went 8-0 in the bubble, but the real momentum the Suns got was by being just injected with momentum of adding a Chris Paul. That momentum, you know, the, the momentum that the Wolves had, it, it, it has extended beyond Cat, Ant, and D'Lo, which I think, I, would, I don't, wouldn't say it's equally encouraging, but it's something. And a, after we take a quick ad break here, I want to get into another group of guys who we are seeing some momentum from, and I think it, 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 it points to, you know, an interesting suggestion as we get into next year. I'm not sure about you, but I'm taking a rain check on spring cleaning this year. Freshening up for the season with comfort instead with some sheets, with some towels, some loungewear, and more from Brooklinen. And with their birthday sale happening this weekend, Brooklinen is offering site-wide savings on all things comfort for their biggest sale of the year. Brooklinen was founded by husband and wife duo Rich and Vicky with the goal to create beautiful luxury home essentials at prices that don't break the bank. By working directly with manufacturers, they ensure premium, high-quality comfort every time and at a fraction of the retail price. That means ridiculously soft bedding, towels, and loungewear. Brooklinen is so confident you'll love everything, they will give you a 365-day warranty. They've even got 75,000 five-star reviews. It's hard to argue with that. Get everything you need for a fresh spring during Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year. Shop Brooklinen's birthday sale going on this weekend. And if you're listening to this podcast after the sale ends, don't worry. You can still go to brooklinen.com and use promo code MORE, my last name, to get $20 off any purchase of $100 or more. That's brooklinen.com and enter the promo code MORE to get $20 off any purchase of $100 or more. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Look, no one's perfect. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash more now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash more and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash more now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash more. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Bringing it back to the beginning of tonight's game, as the Wolves often do, they, they came out flat. You know, In the first six minutes of the game, the Wolves only scored seven points. They were down 14-7 to when D'Angelo Russell checked into the game, six minutes into the game, as he does. But by the end of the quarter, the Wolves were up 35-25. to They went on a 28-11 to run to close that quarter. And 
I mean, D'Lo was the instigator, but it wasn't all D'Lo. I mean, they have found a group here in the second unit that, you know, it was the group they sparked the run. And it's been a group that since D'Lo has returned from injury, that's been really good. And that's that's just their bench five. Nas at center, Vanderbilt at the four, Wancho at the three, D'Lo at the two, and McLaughlin at the one. That's the group that propelled the Wolves back in the first quarter and then up. It's become one of Chris Finch's favorite lineups, and it's you know it's a group we hadn't seen before Finch got here. It's actually the Wolves' fourth most used lineup in terms of minutes since the All-Star break. And in those minutes, those five players, Nas, Vanderbilt, Wancho, D'Lo, and McLaughlin, they've been, they've been great. They have an offensive rating of 113.2 and a defensive rating of 93.2. So that means they're outscoring opponents by 20 points per 100 possessions when those five are on the floor. I asked Chris Finch after the game why that group has found success. Chris, the game kind of turned in the, the first quarter there when you when you got that second unit in. You, you've gone to that that group a lot, the Nas, Vando, Wancho, D'Lo, J-Mac group. Why has that uh, been such a successful lineup for you um, this, this since the All-Star break? They really move the ball well. They do. They move the ball. They move each other. And, um, it's just that the different rhythm. They pick up the pace. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of shot-making ability there. Um, you know, sometimes we're able to maybe – catch some lineup and uh, matchup advantages with it. Uh, so, yeah, they've been key for it, no doubt about it. They've been absolutely key in, in this entire uh, little run we're on. It's certainly encouraging to have, you know, the idea that this team might be able to field a legitimate bench unit, like in competitive games. I think the tricky part about this group exactly is, is D'Lo. You know, if you... If you don't subscribe to the idea that D'Lo is a long-term sixth man for this team, which I think is it's probably the safe bet that, that he isn't, then it becomes a bit tricky to think about how you know a group like this might sustain because what we're seeing is that those five tend to lose their identity when D'Lo's removed from it and somebody else is plugged back in. Finch, I mean, the, the rotation just is that Finch often brings... Edwards back into the game for D'Lo early in the second quarter or early in the fourth quarter. And he plugs Ant in for those, you know, with those other four bench guys. And when that happens, the identity of the group loses just a lot of that ball movement that Finch was talking about. And it's not that that Edwards is a bad player or anything. He's just more of an isolation player. He's more focused on his, you know, individual north, south, and and what he can create for himself. Whereas D'Lo is more looking to, Obviously, D'Lo shoots a lot too, but D'Lo's out there, particularly in that group, the ball is moving. It's going more east-west. And I, I say that to, to bring up the idea that I think many of us have had, you know, the simplest plug-and-play sort of option when we think about this roster once it's at full health, and that's, you know, Malik Beasley potentially being the long-term sixth man for this team. But I wonder or I was wondering tonight, if, if the second unit would similarly stagnate with Beasley out there in the two-guard slot that, you know, D'Lo's been playing and stagnate in a way similar to the way it does when Edwards is out there. You know, big picture, I just wonder if we're missing the real value of Beasley if we, if we slot him in to playing a lot of his minutes with the second unit because, because really the player on the roster that Beasley will benefit most from playing with is Cat. And similarly, Beasley might be 
you know, one of the players that Cat most benefits from. Simply due to Malik's spot-up ability on the perimeter. And, you know, when, when Cat is facing a double team, when Cat's penetrating, I mean, that should be extremely profitable for the Wolves. I, I guess I just still have some curiosities about how this, even even through wins, you know, you know when you still have question marks through wins, that it, it it's something. I, I guess I have curiosities about the, you know, how this bridge comes together with the guards between the first and second units. What's interesting here is that we, we do have an increasingly strong anecdote that D'Lo might be a good instigator for that second group. Yes, that's fuel for the six-man argument that I'm sure some people are going to make. But if that isn't a realistic path, it also provides, you know, the idea that some staggering of D'Lo into that second unit, like, long-term, even if he is a starter, might be beneficial. Certainly beats the alternative, right? Of just <laughs> the, the bench unit continuing to be bad. The last thing I want to hit on tonight is just more um, newsy. If you missed if you missed it, it was announced before tonight's game that Jerk Culver has been shut down for the season to have surgery to move some quote loose bodies from his ankle. Um, obviously, Culver had previously been removed from the rotation. Uh, he hasn't really played many true rotation minutes since Dilo returned at all. But still, this is a you know a development to some extent. It 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 at least hints at the idea that part of Culver's poor play this season was injury related injury-related. And that's certainly the way that Chris Finch described it tonight when when he talked about um, Culver being shut down. Hey, Chris, uh, we just got the news release about uh, the injury update to, to Jared and Malik, uh, specifically with Jared. Um, kind of when did this pop up? Uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't been on the injury report. Um, what, how, how long was this kind of nagging uh, him? And, and when was like the, the testing done and all that that you figured out that this had to be done? Yeah, I mean... As far as the nagging, I think it's pretty much been constant since I've been here. It's something he's been trying to battle through. A lot of credit uh, to him for that. Um, and just, uh, you know, some consultations and test is testing done within the last week. Uh, and, you know, given where we are in, in the uh, season and with the urgency that we want to have in the offseason and the readiness to be able to have a great summer. Um, and a summer league and everything that we're building is still, you know, part of our future, a big part of our future as we see it. So we want to make sure that we give him the best chance to have the proper preparation going into next year. And it's important. Like when you think about, you know, uh, these young guys, they, they haven't really had a preparation. Of, so we wanted to get to it early. So we felt that was the time to do it now. And how much of just his struggles this year, especially, you know, kind of the second half of the season since you've been here, can be attributed to just he's not 100 percent? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're going to have to ask him that question. I think for me, it, you know, it's been been obvious, you know, he's just um, he's just never been able to kind of settle into a groove. He's tried. Um, looks like he's lacking a little bit of explosiveness there on a consistent basis. Um, but, you know, again, I've. You know, I've only ever seen this version. So I think, um, you know, something better, you know, better, uh, he's better able to answer. I think there are a few interesting parts to that answer. I guess, you know, first and foremost is he called Culver a big part of our future. And that obviously doesn't jive with um, 
this season. Culver has not been a big part of this season. He's not been a big part of the presence. I mean, his year is going to go down with playing just 499 minutes. Uh, he averaged five points per game, 24% shooting from three. And, you know, he continued to struggle from two-point range and from the free throw line, too. All in all, that's, you know, driven down his true shooting percentage to, for the season, a team worst 47.6% which is just like next level bad. I think many many people have kind of become resigned to the idea that Culver is sort of done here in Minnesota. And, you know, not to get carried away with some comments in this where they're obviously going to spin it to some degree, but I, I don't know if that's like definitely the case. You know, this shutdown, to me, more than anything, it, it suggests kind of like, a desperate attempt to try and salvage the Culver perception. You know, it, it points to an excuse for a poor season, and, I don't know, it sort of implies that he could be salvaged. You know, it, I think most importantly, at the end of the day, Culver is only two years into his four-year rookie contract. I've obviously, with rookie contracts, maybe not obviously, but how rookie contracts work is only the first two years are guaranteed, and then, you know, you have to make a decision on the third and fourth year. Well, Culver, Culver's third year has already been guaranteed. Rosas did that before this season. So Culver is already under contract next year for $6.4 million. He's on the books. The decision that Rosas will have this summer will be on Culver's fourth year option. And he has to make that decision, and that's a bigger number. They'll need to decide whether or not they are going to guarantee Culver's $8.1 million option for the following 2022-23 season. Now, opting into that would be the ultimate signal that they are not at all yet waving the white flag on the Culver pick. But I I just think when I look at that $8 million figure, it, it just I just think we're at the at the point where it would seem irresponsible for Rosas, even if he is, you know, optimistic on Culver. It just seems irresponsible to commit that much money to a player who hasn't produced, doesn't really look like he's likely to produce, just that much money on a team that's as capped out as the Wolves are going for, that it's hard to make sense of that. The deadline for making that decision is not until Halloween, so they can, if they don't trade Culver in the offseason, they can wait on that until Halloween. That's normally when you hear about the recce options. So we will see, but this is the most recent chapter in the kind of sad Culver saga. That's just about all I got for you tonight. The Wolves are back at it on Saturday night against the Pelicans, which is a team they've somehow actually already beaten twice this year. So five in a row is very much in play as we enter the weekend. And that would, of course, further dip the Wolves in the tanking standings. With tonight's win, they slid ahead of Orlando in the win column. So they now have a better record than Houston, Detroit, and Orlando. They're in the four slot. And at 20 wins, they're, they're currently only one win behind Oklahoma City and Cleveland, who both... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To have 21 wins as of Friday morning. You know, the drop and pick odds, that's that's the opportunity cost of, of winning these games. Obviously, you all know that. If they pass both Oklahoma City and Cleveland, their odds drop from that high water mark of 40.1% down all the way to 27.6%. Those of you who, you know, have been listening to this and I've been sort of scoffing at that, you know, I, I just didn't think, uh, I didn't really think this was in the cards, but, uh, you know, a 12.5% dip in in their their chance of keeping their pick is is certainly on the table now that they're that they're starting to win. We will see, you know, how how Saturday night's results against the Pelicans play into that. Um, five in a row will will further jeopardize it, but um, you know, there, there's also certainly positives that are coming along with it along the way too. So I will talk to you after that one. Until then, I'm Dane. Four in a row. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man. I hope it never stops. Yeah, green it all so you can find me in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever ever bring you down. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.